When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. PFF NFL Daily today discussing all of the various injuries around the league. A lot of news here, Sam. And uh, I hate this, man. It's only week three. You just finished week three of the NFL, and we got to deal with all this injury news. But uh, Mac Jones, high ankle sprain with the New England Patriots. Uh, certainly going to miss some time there. Rashawn Slater, torn biceps. Certainly out for the season, I would think, right? And we've got. We have a pec tear for TJ Watt, but he's coming back, so it's tough to tell. But Rashawn Slater, the starting left tackle for the Chargers, a lot of big names, not going to be on the field for quite a while. Yeah, the Mike Jones one, I think, seemed pretty obvious when he first got injured. I mean, I've, I've rarely seen a player in that much agony, so even without uh, broken bones, you would expect him to miss a little bit of time. That seems like the way that's going to go. But the real big one is the Chargers just losing players, multiple. Rashawn Slater... Right. At left tackle, looks like he's going to be done for the year, as you said. Jalen Guyton, their wide receiver, torn ACL, looks like he's done for the year as well. Those are two pretty important players for them, in particular Slater, because, you know, Storm Norton came in to replace him at left tackle, gave up like seven pressures in like barely three times that number of snaps. I mean, he's just, he's a liability at tackle, let alone left tackle. So I would imagine the Chargers if they expect to do anything this season, are going to be immediately scanning the available free agents. I mean, people like Eric Fisher are still out there on the open market. And look, Eric Fisher may not be the player that he once was before he got an injury, but God knows he's a better option than Storm Norton if you need to turn to him at left tackle. What's with all the left tackle injuries right now, man? You've got the... I, I won't be able to list all of them off the top of my head, but I know the Ravens have been missing Ronnie Stanley. Patrick McCarry just gets hurt. His, his replacement... The Bucks are down to their third string left tackle. Tyron Smith's out for the Cowboys. Now Trent Williams out for the San Francisco 49ers. About four to six weeks for him. We saw Jimmy Garoppolo. He's, you know, he's a little iffy against the rush sometimes and peeking over his shoulder when you don't have Trent Williams. He was the best tackle in football last season and now. Uh, but left tackles falling left and right. Taylor Luan's out for the season. Not great, Sam. Why is that one position getting ravaged? And why isn't Eric Fisher on a roster if he could still play i don't know i mean stick with the ravens for a second with if patrick mccurry is down they're down to their fourth string left tackle this season you know they they want ronnie stanley as the starter he's their one of the best left tackles in the nfl with no stanley it was juan james juan james injures himself pretty much immediately patrick mccurry comes in mccurry goes down now they're turning to daniel falele who was a project mid-round right tackle like they they are really, I mean, you talk about how injuries get compounded when they hit one specific position over and over again. Baltimore is down to the absolute bare bones at left tackle. And as you said, they're not alone. Like left tackles are dropping like flies. I think Slater is a huge loss for the Chargers. I think Trent Williams for four to six weeks with his ankle sprain is a, a major loss for San Francisco as well. Yeah, you were telling me this off air, right? It does feel like one position group or position groups are just getting 
you know, wrecked in general this year. Uh, the Bills secondary also having issues. Christian Benford, the starting uh, rookie corner, sixth rounder, he's banged up. We already know that their safeties have issues. The Bills were playing with basically an entire, you know, group of backup players in the secondary on Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. So they're dealing with that even more than ever. Um, I just wanted to touch on the chat. I'm all over the place here today. It's okay, though. It's a lot going on. But the Chargers, man, that offensive line, one of the reasons Herbert continued to progress last year, second most valuable quarterback in the NFL last season, was the, what, the work that they did on that offensive line, including drafting Rashawn Slater and then adding Matt Filer and adding Corey Lindsley and what they did. If that starts falling apart, you go back to Herbert's rookie season. He was very good, but he was under pressure at such a ridiculous rate. They had a bottom five pass blocking offensive line. That plus the other injuries compounding there in Los Angeles, not good for the Chargers who are sitting here at one and two. Plus, of course, Herbert's got his, you know, busted cartilage. Yeah. And it's been falling apart even without the injuries. I mean, um, Matt Filer hasn't been playing at the same level this season. Okay. A lot of it has come against very good players. You know, Chris Jones went over to his side of the offensive line and gave him real problems. But if Matt Filer ends up playing at the sort of low end of his range of outcomes this season, as opposed to one of the higher ends, that's a big blow. It's a big decrease in performance obviously Slater you know Trey Pipkins is the starting right tackle that that's a a limited ceiling in how good that position is going to be Zion Johnson is a rookie at right guard he's been solid but I don't know if he's been an upgrade yet over um Odea Bushi from last year and Corey Lindsay's been missing so that offensive line has really taken a beating in three weeks so far no House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning 250000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including... NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code PFFDAILY at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the App Store to get a first deposit match up to $25. It's PFFDAILY. That's your promo code. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. All right, Sam, we got to talk about this Mac Jones situation with the Patriots. The Patriots are one and two, and they're going to Green Bay. This is, this is a new world for the New England Patriots. I know it's still this new world without Tom Brady over the last couple of years, but there was at least some hope. Hey, they drafted the next guy. Mac Jones was the best rookie last year, but they start one and two. And now even going to Green Bay, they were in danger of falling to one, to th one and three even with Mac Jones under center. Now it's probably going to be Brian Hoyer, the backup. It could be your guy, Bailey Zappi, who they still have hanging around. What happens to the Patriots? <laughs> Bill Belichick, Belichick's legacy, all the long-term stuff. There's a lot on the line here every time the Patriots play. S still have hanging around? Like, they only just drafted him. <laughs> it's a bit harsh to expect him to be gone already. Well, just not a lot of teams keep three quarterbacks around. So, I mean, you know. true. Would it change your, in, your outlook of the Brian Hoyer-led New England Patriots offense if you knew Brian Hoyer's real name? Do you know what Brian Hoyer's real name is? No. Brian Hoyer's real name is Axel. Axel Edward Brian Hoyer. I'm just really? saying, I'd have more confidence in Axel Hoyer as a quarterback than I do in Brian. 
Yeah, names matter, man. Just like Mitchell needs to go back to Mitch. Mitch Trubisky was a first-round pick. Mitchell has been a low-end starter his entire <laughs> career. I mean, seriously. This is this is serious stuff. Axel Hoyer is something Belichick, that, that's a guy Belichick can work with over there in New England. I, that's what I think, too. Look, this is the time. Like, okay, you might be 36 year old, years old, so you're leaving it a bit late, but now's your opportunity. Mac Jones is down for at least a couple of weeks with his high ankle sprain and tremendous pain. Bailey Zappi, that's not a name that inspires confidence. So Axel Hoyer, make the switch and go out there and dominate for a couple of weeks. Uh, unfortunate for Mac Jones and his development. Has not looked comfortable this year overall. Hasn't, hasn't been great. But Sunday, a fascinating game. Had, you know, five, six big-time throws. Yeah. Bunch of turnover-worthy plays, too. But Mac Jones was driving the ball down the field. I know the end result. No touchdowns, three picks. The stat line was terrible. But he was averaging about 10 yards per attempt as well. We started to see a bit of a high-octane Patriots offense. Haven't seen that in a few weeks, and now we don't get to see if they could build on that and uh, see if Mac Jones could at least cut down on some of those mistakes. Yeah, it's it's a shame for them because that felt like a game where Mac Jones kind of took it upon himself to get things done as opposed to relying on the offense and whatever it was going to produce, which so far has not been a lot without Josh McDaniels there. So it's, it felt like a real game where um, – Mac Jones did sort of step up and take some ownership over what was happening. And yeah, okay, as you said, the results weren't great in terms of bottom line and points, but he looked and the offense looked better because of it. And we're going to be robbed of that for at least a few weeks. Um, one more injury I think worth mentioning is DeAndre Swift. There's another running back with a shoulder injury like Dalvin Cook, and they might have to sit him down for a couple of weeks. That's one where I don't think it's a big deal as much as it's a bummer for you know, uh, Swift fantasy owners and the like. That, that Detroit Lions offensive line is just creating huge holes. Jamal Williams looks good running behind that as well. I think the Lions are fine, even without DeAndre Swift. Yeah, Swift was one of those guys that had all the training camp buzz. They were using him in the pass game, and he was creating some big plays, and it carried into the regular season so far. But you're right, the Lions are doing a really good job of scheming it up, uh, moving players around, you know, get, you know, Big on big, getting, you know, tackles, playing tight end, using three tight ends and creating, uh, believe it or not, run game mismatches that the mm. Lions are creating. They're doing a really good job there. We always talk about pass game mismatches, but the Lions are are doing it in the run game, just uh, winning box count and numbers and all that fun stuff. So I agree. They'll be able to deal without DeAndre Swift. But yeah, unfortunate for him and his development. So hate this time of year, Sam. Everybody starts getting hurt and it is just uh, no fun. We want to watch these players. So let us know. Which injury is most significant as we head into week four of the NFL? It's a PFF NFL Daily.